Cheers. Cheers. So here we are, first ever podcast. The Live Revolution Happy Hour. Yes. I'm excited. Yes, let's, let's cheers to that. Let's cheers to that. So I know the, this is not good it's not good radio when you are um, doing a visual. No, but you can just imagine. Maybe you have a glass of wine as well. We're trying new wine today. Yes. So we are grappling over, you know, should we call it weeding with wine on Wednesdays? We did a poll and it's amazing. The majority of people said, you know, what are you going to be smoking pot and drinking wine? And I'm like, no, weeding like is in the garden. Um, and, and they really went down the weeding. They did. The weeding rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the people that liked the weeding rabbit hole really, really liked it. Yeah. Where everybody says, oh, I think I like the first one. It's a little bit more direct, you know, uh, whatever. And, and our tagline is because no great story ever started by eating a salad. <laughs> right? Exactly. It really doesn't. Uh, you know, you got to get a little libation in. And so here we are launching our first podcast. And uh, because we don't uh, have, we're not sitting at a winery right now. We're sitting in the um, uh, the studio of our podcast. <laughs> also known as... AKA your basement. My basement. <laughs> And so I said to Beth, I go, well, in order for us to actually do a wine tasting, um, bring the wine. So right now we're looking at, maybe we'll, uh, do you have your phone? Take a picture. Yeah. I we'll post that. the picture of um, two bottles of wine, a couple of losers, <laughs> Beth Hanuszewski and Linda Edgecombe, <laughs> drinking wine out of brown bags <laughs> because we're, we want to do a, a taste test. So that's what we're doing right now. So I, I bought a wine. And we'll talk about them in a second, because every time we do a podcast, we're going to talk for the first few minutes about the wine, because we're going to be at wineries and at breweries and at distilleries in and around the Okanagan, because literally we have hundreds and hundreds of them. Lucky us. Yeah, we could do a podcast every summer for the next 10 years yes. and not hit all of them. Yeah. Beth, you tell us, why did you want to do this podcast? Well, I think that it has all the elements that I love. It has having conversations about stuff that matters. I love that. And we love wine, so I love that. But I also recognize that this year has been really hard, especially for small businesses. And so many of our local wineries and craft breweries and distilleries are privately owned. They're not these big box um, yeah. wineries. They're, they're family, small family estates. And I thought, well, what a great idea for us to sit and have these conversations with people about how they're really doing, which we always care about and really give a little boost to the local economy and just let people know about these fabulous places and at the same time we get to taste them all which so, is win-win win-win <laughs> well, and if we, we like win-win and if we really do well and we're winning 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 uh, we're going to need a driver 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 yeah yes. exactly yeah. so today's today's wines we'll start with the wines and then we'll get on with some questions and just talk about um sort of some of the content we want to cover over the next 12 weeks over the summer and exactly. have some fun and uh, that that's really my big goal i um, have been struggling with my mental health significantly, to be honest with you, um, over the last uh, three or four, three and a half months that we've been, that my work, um, or both of our works has evaporated into Neverland and may, well, probably will never come back like it was, but so it's uh, that big of a change and that big of a loss, um, more emotionally than even just financially. Because the financial part, I can get my head around, I can figure it out, Kevin, I can figure that stuff out. But the emotional attachment that I had to the work I did is just really taking me down a path of that I need to explore, you know, who is this, who is this person? And th mm. that's very curious to me. So I want to sort of, I want to talk about those things as well. So anyways, though, what, what are you, which one are you, this is your one you're drinking, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's first taste it. Okay. okay. Cheers to Yeah. And this is kind of boring radio, but we're tasting mm -hmm. a white wine in a bag. 
Sorry. Well, sorry I to told you. sorry to the winery that I'm going to expose here. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It's so not the, it's not the greatest. Okay. Um, first of all, we're not sommeliers, but no, I, I kind of think we have a decent palate for wine. Yeah. It, but it's a white gonna, wine. We're not going to talk about notes and no after whatever. It's, it's acidic though. It's a it's um it's quite it's, acidic. Yeah, and it hits your so it's dry on the on the. It makes me want to have a big piece of cheese just to take down <laughs> take it down a notch because it's very acidic. Yeah, it's acidic. So I'm going to say. Needed to stay on the grapes a couple more oh. years. It tastes, as you said, pretty green, pretty fresh. Uh, not fresh in a good way. Fresh in is too soon. Like that, um, that would be the one I go to when everything else is gone. I think it would make a great sangria. <laughs> it would make a great sangria. Right? You mix that in with a little simple syrup, maybe some club soda. <laughs> Lots now of ginger ale. Lo- <laughs> okay. Okay, so, so do you want to see the yes, wine? Yes, let's see the so wine. So I picked it because, A, it was, uh, I'd never heard of this wine. Uh, that's what I said. Have to and, bring a wine you haven't drank. And B, it had a great name. So I'm a oh, sucker for a good okay. label. So, so here it is. Okay. The big reveal. Oh, backyard. it's called Backyard Yard. from Backyard Vineyards. Noisy neighbors. I thought, oh, oh my god, that's us. We're sorry, we are sometimes. neighbors, and we're neighbors. We literally live on the same street. And I don't know. It doesn't say Pinot Blanc, it, so it must be a blend. So, it just says white. And it's a VQA. So we totally apologize. Now VQA, for those of you who don't know, is Vintage Quality Alliance, which is a it's a it's a certification within the British Columbia. I think VQA might also just be might be Niagara, but. It's people who are working hard to make good wines. Great and label. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Yeah. Right? So maybe I think it, maybe, maybe it's just too maybe, new. And or maybe we need to have food. Maybe we should have had a little charcuterie or something. Maybe yeah. it really pairs nicely with food. The real truth is I'll drink dishwater. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like we're so picky. Yeah. We're still gonna drink it. Yeah, to be honest with you, we spent the whole quarantine <laughs> drinking out of boxes of wine. So Yeah, so this is a step up for yeah. us. So okay. um anyways, that's the one okay. I picked. Okay, let's try yours. Okay. Next. Okay. Cheers. Okay, okay. this is going to be two. easier to drink. Mmm. Oh, that's nice. See? Yeah, that's nice. Like right off the hop, I could sit on a deck. Don't need cheese with that one. No cheese required. That's <laughs> <laughs> really our sommelier. No food, no cheese required. Holy shit. This is very, very smooth. Yeah. So this one is also... Easy drinking. It feels like I'm going to... If I had to guess, it was either... Uh, it's quite sweet. Yes. So I would say it's probably a Pinot Gris or... Maybe a Grigio even. What uh, so it's local as well. I, I love their wines. I've, I've drank a lot of their different wines, except I hadn't had this one. This is Vintage uh, Inc. You know, Grigio, look at me, Smollier. Yes. So the difference between a Gris and a Grigio, I do know this, is that if you the same grape, Grigio grapes have sat on the vine longer than the Gris. So if you get a Pinot Gris, it's a lot sharper, a little fresher tasting. This one has got a little bit more flavor and probably a little bit sweeter. That's why. Oh, look at you. And look at that beautiful label. Uh, sorry, and where's the vintage ink from? Uh, Oliver. Oh, Oliver. So yeah. the Golden Mile. Mm-hmm. No surprise. Okay, that's a good one. Good pick. Okay. Okay, so let's talk. Now, Beth, of course, you can look her up at mindsetcoaching.ca or .com. 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 I should know that. Phenomenal, phenomenal executive coach and has been coaching for 20 plus years. To quote Beth, the better the question you ask, the better response you get. True. True. I do say that. So for those of us that are sort of, you know, we're coming through COVID, things are starting to open up and we're starting to see people again, have more face-to-face conversations or we're trying to figure out what do I want to do? That's me. What do I want to do? So how would you dig with people? Dig in to get asking them some questions to get them to dig into themselves. Mm. Well, you know, I think that, you know, this has been a really 
unusual time. Um, you know, a time where so many people were super, super stressed. And even if you didn't even re I don't even think we even realize how much stress we've been under. Uh, and often I wouldn't even realize how much stress I was under until all of a sudden I couldn't cope with, you know, I don't know, anything like mm -hmm. logging on to, you know, something. Right. And yeah, the, the, not even the bandwidth. So yes, the bandwidth, but there's another, the emotional width was, uh, for me was gone. Yeah. Like just, oh, so anyways, I, you know, some of the questions certainly that I've been asking myself and, and lots of my coaching clients, um, is to, for, you know, the very first question I always ask is what are you noticing? Right? What are you noticing just, you know, about your self, about your reactions, about your emotions, about your exhaustion? And what are, what are the common, what are the most, most common? Because I want our listeners to even, to know that what they're feeling oh, is completely normal. Right. So I think the most common response to that question is I'm noticing how overwhelmed I am. I'm noticing my anxiety. I'm noticing... Um, I'm crying all the time. I'm, I'm, yeah, super emotional. Super emotional. You know, way more emotional. Uh, I'm noticing my, you know, the, my, you know, my tolerance is, is a lot lower. Yeah. Right. Short so fuses. Really short. Well, even just tolerance for anything. No, you know, not to wait. The patient, like, just, you know, the just a really low tolerance for almost anything stressful. Yeah. A few people feel have been, you know, um, have been on the other end of the spectrum though, and, and really creative. Feel really been energized in this time where they've been able to. Hold them Damn down. those people. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah. No, they're not our friends. That was not us. We, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, we did not, although I did do some creating in this time, but oh, me it too. was not for the first probably good month, four to six weeks. I just could barely just kind of get up in the morning and do the bare minimum. Or I'm the opposite. I was really creative for probably the first almost two months. And in the last three, four weeks, as you know, I've been in the tank yeah, and I'm having a tough time getting out of bed. And so when, you know, I was weeding, which I'd have a lot of space to weed. And by the way, if you ever come to my house, I, my philosophy on how I um, host people is God helps those that help themselves, which means <laughs> if you want something, you have to go get it. Yep. And if you see a weed, pull it. I've always said that for years. If you see a weed, pull it. Because when you have property, you have a lot of places for weeds to grow. And the reason I talked about, I, I kind of like the weeding and wine on Wednesdays is because <clears throat> weeds are... Weeds are an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. They're super resilient. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to grow gourds, for example. None of them are sprouting. And, and I'm trying to plant something I really want to do something with, eat or something. But the weeds, they are everywhere. Yeah. They come up regardless, whether they're starved from water or they're drenched from water. They are. <laughs> and to me, there's something maybe to be learned from them. Mm -hmm. They grow through concrete. I've got some going through my driveway right now. Weeds. Right. That's strong. Right. Very strong. Yeah, determined. Is, uh, by the way, you probably sh shouldn't let me pull weeds in your garden because I'm not a very good gardener, I, and you might lose some a key plants. Yes, <laughs> I might have. To tag, I don't always recognize the them. difference between mm -hmm. a weed because there's some really pretty weeds out mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. uh, as well as there's some really ugly plants that look like weeds. So I'm probably you should be uh, supervising me a little bit on, All right. the, on the weeding of your garden. But back to this whole whole piece about okay, okay so, so we're, we're in the motivation business. That's called the inspiration business, yes. or get your life together, get your crap together business. Okay. Okay. And when you yourself are not feeling like you got it together, which I have not had, yeah. um, that's a perplexing place to be. And I identified with the other person. Yeah. I have a hard time identifying with the person who feels um, pretty broken right now. Right. Right. And I, I, I've known intellectually for a long time because it's, our business is egocentric. 
Yeah, stand mm-hmm. in front of people, they laugh, they clap, they hug you, they cry, and they say, here's a party gift and here's a check. Like, that's a pretty great way to make a living. And um, and I haven't, I've never in my life not had a job. I've always been financially independent. I made that little rule up in my head when I was a teenage girl in the 70s. And yeah. it's um, it's very, I know I've got... You and Gloria Steinem. Me and Gloria. I... I am. I know I've got this. I mean, I know this has happened for a perfect reason. It's a great um, opportunity for me to dig into a part of me that I have just. You know, it, it served me for, for forever. Yeah. It made me independent. It made me successful. That drive to be independent, and when it just gets wiped off the blackboard, it's like, wow. I don't. I so I got to go there to get there, and I think if I go there to get there, I can help other people go there to get there. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason this podcast for me, as you know, yesterday Beth and I went for a walk and I sort of posed this idea with her. Where we have most of our business meetings. We do. While walking, walking. our dogs. Um, you know, and we, I, I was We have the most conscious up. dogs. Yes. <laughs> They're very self-aware. <laughs> very self-aware dogs. <laughs> but right, was I not jazzed up? Yeah. In like oh, in a long time I haven't been jazzed up. Just yeah. excited to even start this. Mm-hmm. Just the idea of doing something creative. Like I... I felt like, okay, am I just swinging from the doldrums to something? Is that, I kind of feel a bit bipolar. Like manic? Yeah. Manic, manic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, with, which, if that's what it is, I don't even care. But I just loved being energized. I loved waking up, looking forward to doing something because I have not been feeling that way. Yeah. And that's super also uh, unusual, uncomfortable for me. Okay. Oh my gosh. There's so much I would want to unpack about what you just said there. But one of the first things I think is important to mention, um, because you're right. So there is, you know, what I noticed in the early stages of people being quarantined and the big COVID lockdown and people were, it was a lot of fear, um, in the media and, you know, people were really scared and, you know, the death rates and the sick rates and the infected and, you know, everybody got really freaked out. Um, most of us have never lived through a pandemic. Most of us were never around for the, you know, swine flu or yeah. any of those. I remember, you know, even SARS, uh, we didn't live anywhere near where SARS was yeah. impacted. It so. only had a slight impact on me, meaning that because I wasn't from Vancouver, I was from Kelowna. Yeah. And people in Toronto who were booking speakers weren't would not allow people from Vancouver to fly to Toronto. That's the only impact it really had. Yeah. So we, we most of us have never lived through a pandemic. So it, it was really interesting. And what I noticed pretty early in, in the, you know, there's a couple weeks in, was that a lot of people in the personal development space were sort of, I don't know what it was, but felt compelled maybe or inspired or uh, whatever to send out these messages of time to pivot and you got to rise up and this is your opportunity to, you know, change your business and yeah. reinvent and like, and I... and Pivot I, on the fly. Pivot on the fly and, and all these kind of messages that I found not that helpful, not not helpful to me and not that helpful to lots of my clients who were already just barely kind of, you know, in, yeah. in survival mode. 15 minute intervals of change of emotion. Right? And people yeah. were like, pivot, create something brand new, create a new business, start something. Like people were overwhelmed. And I, and I just, I feel like it's really important no matter where, if you're listening to this, whether you were one of those really, you got really inspired quickly or whether you felt really overwhelmed that wherever you were in that spectrum that it's really important to just as i said come back to that just notice your experience 
and don't take that external pressure that you should be, be feeling something or you should have been overwhelmed mm-hmm. or you should have been there's no shitting it's just just be okay with whatever your reaction to this was yep um and then as i always say in so many of my coaching conversations anytime you notice something that you that you don't like so like in your case you're like i don't i don't like this space of not feeling like I feel like my identity has been taken from me. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, my financial independence has been taken from me. I don't like it. And anytime you notice something, you can always, there's always two things you can do, which is something or, or nothing. nothing. <laughs> right? Which sounds so base, you know, but it's really important because we're, we are so bombarded with you must do, take action, take action, take action. Whereas sometimes you could actually choose not to. And it's sort of like, um, Grieving, and I think grief is a very, oh, this is the, very, yeah. very big thing to acknowledge during this pandemic. That yeah. there's been a lot of loss for people, not just loss of family members and life and funerals and weddings and events and grads, grads, yeah. and like oh my god, celebrations and. But there's a lot of grief going on, and nobody can tell you the right way to do it. And I think it's really important just to again. Sometimes. But you know what's interesting? So the, yes, I know it's I know it's the whole grief cycle. I've been studying it lots in the last few weeks because I I know I'm in this grief cycle. But I'm also noticing the parallels between. And you can Google this. Look up in images in Google. Look up grief cycle and change cycle. And there's so many parallels in it. Yeah. Um, and I know where I am, and I'm, I know where I'm bouncing around. But when my mom passed away, and I, you know, I grieved very differently than my siblings grieved, and whatever. And I said to everybody after that, there's no rules in how you should be grieving. No. And so I, when you were saying that, I went, oh, how come I said that's okay for me to grieve any way I wanted to when my mom passed, but now that I've had a loss in my identity and career. Yeah, in your professional life. Right. It's not And I have colleagues who are, I mean, so I am a person who retracts when I get stressed. Mm-hmm. I totally turtle, I call, you know, we call it turtling. I pull, pull away, I get quiet, I go into a corner because I don't want to see all the great pom-pom things that all my colleagues are doing mm-hmm. online, on Instagram. I quietly un- unfollow everybody because I just can't handle feeling like I don't have my shit together. Right. Um, that compare thing, though. Yeah, oh, right? I know. I mean, and I, you know, and I, by, fault, by huge fault, I've been that competitive comparing person my entire life. And, uh, you know, also another learning um, piece of myself. What's the difference between comparing and competitive? Oh, I'm both. Well, I'm definitely competitive. I mean, you've seen me playing bocce. I love to win on bocce. But, mm-hmm. you know, but comparing, yeah, that's a different entity, right? You do compare. Of course. Oh, quite, sorry. Were you oh, kidding? I did I wasn't saying I didn't. <laughs> I was only first acknowledging the bocce extreme competitiveness. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, no, I never compare. Are you kidding me? I'm just in a little bubble of my... Of, of my own course. self-esteem. Oh, but it's yeah. always... I compare my my most insecure things right like my kitchen or something you know like i'll be like you know what i and who has the best parties you do well i we do have good parties but i but i am always self-conscious stop apologizing new comes into our home because i think oh i know judge my kitchen really needs to be redone and they shouldn't be invited yeah. Anyways, yeah. but no, I, I'm not immune to the comparison. Yes. So let's just tell everybody because you know, let's let's this, we're, we're at the 21 minute mark. So let's talk about sort of how we see ourselves moving forward this summer and the conversations we want to have and 
questions that any of you who are hearing this uh, want us to answer, uh, all that we're going to answer or ask people. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited about this project because I love it. I, I just love having conversations that matter and talking about real things versus, you know, like we always said with our live revolution was, you know, we don't want to talk about, we don't want people to be fine. We don't no. want, and we definitely don't want people to be pretending to be fine. No. And so we want to go around our community and find out how people are really doing. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see like how have people been coping? What have they been going through? Whether it's personally, with their staff, with their business, bank accounts, whatever they feel like talking about. I'm really excited about exploring that. And you're right. If anybody has ideas of, of questions they'd love us to ask our guests, yeah. we're, we've, we're sort of lining up. Some really various wineries. Some of them are owners. Some of them are winemakers. Some of them are the marketing staff. And so it'll be a variety of the scope of that. Uh, some will be men. Some will be women. And you know, some will have children. Some won't have children. And uh, you know, it's all of us. It's just people who um, we want to have fun. We want to have some laughs and be uh, like. There's, I have one question here. So, would you consider yourself someone, Beth, who you fit in, or you disrupt? What would you consider yourself more of? Ooh, I'm both. So sometimes I, 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 I'm a fitter inner for sure. And I just kind of stay with the, go with the flow, stay with the crowd. I do, you know, I do like a comfort zone in lots of ways. Um, but where I feel probably I'm a disruptor, um, you know, I guess probably around relationships or things that I'm really passionate about or issues, then I, then I'm, I don't like it. Like, so relationships or social issues, um, I'm more disruptor. Um, I'm kind of both. What, what about you? Fitter inner or disruptor? I, well, I think I've, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, also... a, I'm a fit ruptor. What the fuck is a fit a ruptor? Di- disruptor? Uh, disruptor. Disruptor. <laughs> With a side of fitting? <laughs> Nothing fits me, so I'm not a fitter in her. Nothing. Oh, I, nothing I talk fit, about the COVID fitter in. Jeez, Louise. Let's just complain. That's about what happens it. when you drink wine in the afternoon. That's what we're doing. Yes. Um, uh, I've definitely tried to fit in uh, and get along as my as I grew up, but um, my my mouth got the best of me. I definitely have strong opinions. That's I have strong opinions, and I don't mind letting you know them. <laughs> that, that is. True. True that. Yeah. So yeah, I. So do you think you're more of a disruptor than a fitter? Well, now? If, if you actually went to my website, it says I'm a disruptor. That's um, true. Because I really think sometimes we have to be disrupted to to change, and we have been massively disruptive, and it's totally. <laughs> well, I love getting people to think about something in a different yes. way. So in that way, I'm more of a. Um, my disruption is not as in your face, but I definitely challenge people, but in a, you know, and more in with asking sneaky questions, you know, where I'll ask something yes. where they don't really see that I'm asking something for them to go, oh, never thought of it like that, right? Uh, see, I'm not that clever. I do like asking, I like getting to the backstory really fast with people. So if you're ever in conversation with me, mm-hmm. uh, you'll probably be telling me stuff that you don't normally tell people. Yeah. For some reason, I just like getting to the back. I like knowing what got you here. Um, versus, isn't the weather nice? And wow, that pool looks great. Uh, I I just rather get to the 
what's what's going on. We'll have real conversations. Who are you sleeping with? And yeah, or not <laughs> sleeping with? Who should you be sleeping with? You know, exactly. Yeah, and you know, we so, like, we want to talk about lots of fun stuff this summer, and obviously we're gonna you know um, sample lots of really f- great products. Yes, we're excited about that because yeah. so you'll go on a, you'll go on a wine education with us. Oh, wine, beer, and maybe even some gin and some spirits. Some and I got spirits. the line on noteworthy gin, which is down in the uh, Oliver area, and I hear it's just like fifty five percent. So that might not. We'll have well, to get a we hotel. We get a designated driver. Yeah. Or yeah, and we'll a get hotel. we'll get a hotel. Anyways, um, we're we're just ex- I'm just excited about seeing how people are really doing. Um, seeing what kind of um, you know maybe going to some places that we haven't been before. Yep. Right. Some businesses and wineries or breweries or distilleries that we have never visited so i'm excited about exploring our own backyard we'll, we'll, and we'll feature we, some pictures as well when we post this stuff totally. and, and you know frankly you know we understand because our businesses have certainly suffered in in this time um and if we can give a boost some to our local economy great um, we'd love to do it yep. so we look forward to uh you know being in your ears um once a week over the next uh, 12 weeks and we'll see what the fall brings us but that is our goal for the summer and welcome to the Live Revolution Happy, Happy Hour. hour.